The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where I am determined, as you guys all know, to bring you back to your superpowered self. So this is a new one for me. (laughs) I have on the show today a wilderness expert. You guys know that I can barely camp. At least I've told those stories from time to time. So I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. So you might not hear too much from me. But joining me today is Sarah Schulting-Kranz. She's a professional life and leadership coach, a motivational speaker, and a certified wilderness guide. She specializes in helping those who have suffered hardship or trauma to find forgiveness and strengthen their lives through guided wilderness retreats in locations like the Grand Canyon and the Pacific Rim. Her upcoming book, Walk Through This, Harness the Healing Power of Nature and Travel the Road to Forgiveness, releases November 10th, mm-hmm. super soon, 2020, and is available for pre-orders now. Her website is sarahschultingkranz.com, and we'll put that spelling up as well for all of you so you can find it. Welcome to the show, Sarah. So happy Thank to have you. you here. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. Definitely. So I'm a city girl. However, there's a tiny little dream in my heart that started recently about moving to land and a farm and oceans and all this craziness that the pandemic has brought upon me. Oh, yeah. But talk to me about your journey and how you landed as a wilderness expert and this whole field of nature and harmony and healing. I am so fascinated by and can't wait to hear your story. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I am a survivor of multiple traumas. Um, I have survived everything from, I was raped at 17 and went through a very devastating time in my life. Um, You know, we we had the Me Too movement, right? And that's actually when I started talking more about that. Um, The police didn't believe me. There was this whole just really getting back to the core I, I, of who I am because of that situation. Um, I ended up getting pregnant as a result of it and had my son and that's my firstborn. So we're just going to dive right in, right? Are you good yeah. with that? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. I asked for your story. All here right. <laughs> so here we go. Um, and then fast forward, I became a teacher. And then fast forward, I was married for um, 17 years to the love of my life and my best friend. And I found out that he had been betraying me with men for most of our marriage. So really, it was over the course of this happened in 2013, coming up on seven years. It was Thanksgiving Eve. And I really went back to the core of who I was um, during my trauma recovery from that from that devastation. Like I was I was in full blown PTSD, had thought about taking my life uh, at one time. I have three boys now. And so it really um, forced me to go internally into how am I going to heal from my deepest traumas? And, um, you know, most people go into four walls and as a PTSD survivor, trauma brain is a real thing. And I spent a lot of time in my head of like, how did this happen? You know, how could I, how could I, a mom of three boys and a quote unquote, that like normal person, right? Like whatever normal is who, you know, spent so much time really mothering had given up my career as a teaching and teacher and spent so much time as a wife. And then here I was with pretty much an imploded life and no one knew about it. Mm. And I couldn't talk about it because, you know, it was such something that nobody ever does talk about. Very few people talk about this type of betrayal. Um, I didn't know at the time that what I was experiencing was severe PTSD and relational and betrayal trauma. 
I just knew that I was in a lot of pain. And I mean, we're experiencing trauma right now in the world. Right. And we know that, which is interesting that you start this with um, wanting to go all of a sudden into nature, not even understanding like physiologically why you're wanting to do that. Right. And, I mean, everybody right. and alone. And like, why do I all of a sudden want to go? I'm a city girl. Like, why do I all of a sudden want to go and take my shoes off and step into grass? Right. So in my recovery, I ended up um, doing what I know, and this is a very shortened version. It's in my book of going back home, the heart of who I am. And I was born and raised um, in a farming community, believe it or not, back in the Midwest. I now live on the West Coast in California. Um, and um, and I, I did what I knew from back then, which was to go outside and to really allow yourself to feel and to get back to what you know, which is, you know, being in nature. And so I, during my trauma recovery, grabbed my paddleboard and I would go four miles off shore into the Pacific Ocean. And visitors, hang on, come say hi. Oh, I love it. I love visitors. <laughs> um, Anna, oh, hey, how are you? I thought you were gonna like pull up a cat or a dog. I love that. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are it's you? My son. I'm great. I love kids. I love kids. I have three boys. I know. Right. Close the door, sweetheart. They are why we do what we do, by totally. the way. And I know like, it's please don't take that out of this interview I'm because not. they are why we do what we do. Totally. And I'm I'm not gonna I don't hide anymore. I'm like, you know what? This is real life. They oh come no and come like, in. So we'll keep it in there. Is, don't worry. This is where we are, you know, yeah. and 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 truthfully, it's because of like your child, right? And my kids, why I decided that I needed to do some serious healing and to do it yeah. quick yeah. because, um, and I mean quick because I'm also at the time this happened, I was 40, I'm 47 now. And I, I, I just want to live. Like, I just really want to live and not sit in that space of, you know, being completely in pain all the time. And so I would grab my paddleboard and go out into the ocean and spend time with whales and dolphins. And I would go and like, I would sit and look in the eye of a whale and realize that the connection that we have with nature is so much bigger than the deepest pain that we're experiencing. And so when I wasn't doing that, I would go and, you know, hike mountains and hike peaks and just, just go and be someplace outside of my own head, which allowed me then to get back into the heart of who I am and do so much healing. Did I know that that was happening at the time? No, I just knew that I was experiencing something so much larger than um, than the pain that I was feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. And once I started researching it and trying to, and I had people like my therapist, she's like, your recovery is like something I've never seen before. I don't understand what is happening. And once I started really like really tapping into it and feeling into it, I realized Oh my gosh, my recovery is so different because I'm do I'm I'm in such an uncon, unconventional way of healing, which right. is you know I was doing somatic healing therapy at the time, but I was also going out into nature and really finding who I was and getting back to the core of who I am. So I took all of that in my trauma recovery and created you know retreats that I now guide men and women into the Grand Canyon and we go deep within ourselves and we go deep into the Canyon and we sit and we heal and we meditate and we do breath work. And, um, it's beautiful. I get to, now I get to witness what my clients go through, right. I get to witness them experience what I was experiencing seven, six, seven years ago. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's just absolutely remarkable. And then I wrote a book because this is the world now more than ever, right now more than ever because of our kids too, or even our kids are experiencing a traumatized state right now 
Um, especially because we only spend like 7% of our life outdoors. And now we're completely connected to what is actually not normal, quote unquote, for us. Like we are not actually meant to be sitting in front of a screen as much as we are. So. I could agree more. And I think we're all worried a little bit about the fallout from everything oh. that's happening and we're seeing, and even with, even Cubby who just, you know, popped in is such a joy and a light, but those months when he was quarantined and sitting behind a computer and all sports were canceled and everything was done, like you literally saw like the lights go out. So we yeah. made every effort we could to be in nature. And I City girl took up rafting and all kinds of stuff. Oh, that awesome. Go do. So, so awesome. <laughs> expanding my boundaries and my horizons here. But I mean, again, it was so therapeutic for all of us and it continues yeah. to be so whenever we have an opportunity. So um, I think that's fascinating. What have you seen in these retreats? What has sort of emerged, you know, and sort of, I don't know how much of the science behind healing with nature, you know, might be out there versus sitting in counseling or sitting, you know, some of the other modalities that are, we, we conventionally talk about a lot more. Yeah. There's actually a lot of science coming out now. Um, Florence Williams, um, she wrote the nature fix and she actually endorsed my book. And, and I, it's interesting because she was the, she was the author that I was reading when I was trying to figure out what is happening here. Like, why is my brain all of a sudden working differently? Why is it being rewired? And, um, the reason why is because when we are in nature, our frontal lobe, which is our executive brain, which is what we're using right now, sitting here in front of a screen, mm -hmm. I'm a mom, you're a mom, you know, we do like a thousand tasks a day from dinner to laundry, to making sure that schedules are in line. And what's, what's interesting is when we are um, also traumatized, um, our memories just go really, yep. I'll go into that in a second, but there's a lot that happens also in a traumatized state, but when we're in nature, our frontal lobe actually slows and our the back part of our brain, which is the cerebellum, actually rises. And that's where we get clarity and we can see things differently. So every single one of my moments that really were shape-shifting, absolutely shape-shifting from, okay, I can do this. I'm getting a divorce. Okay. I now know for sure that he is gay to like down the line. Every single one of those happened when I was in nature. Oh, wow. Every single one of them. And it's, um, and, and a lot of it is because also when we're standing on a summit or when we are, and you don't understand, like you don't have to go and do the crazy things that I did, right? This is literally down to just sitting and watching a, a spider weave its web to lying down on the grass and watching the clouds form different shapes. It's so simple. Like we overcomplicate life. We overcomplicate everything. I truly believe. And getting back to that, that just the core of like that dropping into our heart and really being one with the surroundings. That's actually where we have moments of clarity. Like you can breathe deeper every, your entire body shifts, which is so beautiful. So many women. And I know this is men too, and, and we should include them in this, but you know, uh, so many people that have undergone deep trauma that come to me, whether in the practice or I know personally, and you know, we see these things, we see where they can't focus, they can't concentrate, memory's gone, you know, they can't get through a list, you know, and I spend a lot of time working on chemistry, but what would you advise somebody like that who's in the middle of that? Is there, you know, get outside daily, you know, do a retreat, do a weekend once a month, like, is there like oh, yeah. some 
do it all? Like what's the best way? Do it all. I mean, if you can do it all, do it all. Like, I'm just like, if you can do it all, do it all. Um, but literally five minutes a day is all you need. Five minutes, five minutes a day will start rewiring and shifting your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so much research on, uh, the level of PTSD that will drop things. 29% will actually, if you are in nature for a week, I believe that's what it is. Um, and, uh, yeah, just getting outside is huge. I set goals when I was in my trauma recovery, just because every time that I set a goal and I um, reached that goal, it was another reminder that I can actually do hard things. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what, um, uh, who is it? Glennon Doyle said that in her mm-hmm. la- latest book, we can do hard things and we can. And so just achieving those goals allowed me to realize that I'm not attached to this you know, horrible experience is difficult experience. I don't look at it as horrible anymore. I look at it as a gift. Mm. And so because of what, how I've actually come out of it. Um, but at the time it felt really horrible. And so achieving the goals allowed me to realize that I'm not attached to that. What I am attached to is the, uh, is how I actually work and use that experience to better my life. And how did you, how did you set goals? Because I think for somebody who's in deep trauma and I usually try to help them with this when I'm talking to them, but like, what are realistic goals for somebody in the middle of a traumatic experience? Like, is it just hey, like next week, I want to try to get a full night's sleep. And the next week after that, I want to try to meet with three friends. Like what's the best way for someone to chip away with that when the brain is just fried, right? It's like, yeah. it's exhausted. It's burnt, you know, however you want to describe it. Well, how did you tackle that? So every day I, I did two different things and, and I don't even talk about goal setting in my book because mm-hmm. to me, goal setting is, it's too big. Like quite frankly, it's, it's just too big. Um, the only reason I knew to do that is because I had already experienced what I did at 17. Right. So I was going back from that and continuing on the learning. Um, I talk about intention setting. So every day setting an intention for, um, for your day right? Like I am strong and I'm going to get out of bed today and I'm, I'm going to work on whatever it is. So I would get up every day and set a positive intention for how I was going to lead my day that day. I also made a very big effort and my kids knew this too. And the reason I did this for my children is because I, you model for your kids Mm -hmm. was what am I going to do today for me that ultimately is going to help them? Self-care is huge. Mm -hmm. So if it was, I today am going to go walk the beach. I today am going to go and just sit and just be with myself, you know, at the park. I today am going to whatever it is. Um, but keep it simple. Like I've said, like, keep it simple and small, you know, 10 minutes, just getting out of bed and saying, okay, today I'm going to make myself hot cup of tea. It's huge. Like those little things are actually quite large and they start to build up upon one another to get to the point where then, yeah, you can do bigger goals. Um, like I know a lot of people that set goals of by the end of this year, I want to run a a marathon. Great. And they had never even run before. And they're like, that's just something that I'm going to work towards because, you know, when we, when we start to align our body, mind, spirit, um, it's just amazing what will actually happen and how we can overcome things. Keep it small though. Like I always tell people, keep it small. You know, there is there the small things are what actually create the biggest achievements. I love that. I think that's great advice for anyone going through trauma. And I know so many of you are and you share your stories with us. And, you know, I feel so blessed and fortunate to be in that position, but always looking for tools to you know help people kind of move themselves forward. 
How long are your retreats typically? Are they a week or? So we do, um, so it's actually three months of coaching. So we do an um, online coaching for the entire uh, time. And the reason why I do that is because I, I actually use the book well, I'm going to be actually, we have one in December and January, and this is the first time I finally get to use the book. And, um, and we do our steps to healing steps to forgiveness. And so we work through that when we're online coaching. And then the retreat itself is anywhere from five to six days. Mm -hmm. Um, and we literally hike down into the grand Canyon and we spend between two and three nights down there. And I always have a co-lead because there's a lot of space that needs to be held. And I respect that. Um, and we do meditating. We sometimes do breath work. We do hiking, adventuring, coaching. And I take that people to all the places where I had the spiritual um, experiences because I'm very spiritually connected to that space. I'm very spiritually connected to nature in itself. And it's like home to me. And so being able to take people to those places and have that experience of really understanding what it's like to connect to something so much bigger than you, it's huge. Wow. It's absolutely huge. And so you know, we hike down and then we just spend so much time down there. Like, like you do when you're going through your recovery or anything, mm -hmm. you sit within yourself. We want to go deep. We want to experience, we want to feel, we want to heal. And then we come out and we're an entirely different person right. and I get to witness it. Like I said, and it is the, and I, I, this is the other thing about me. I cry a lot and I laugh a lot because you know, you work on this every day and you need to also fill those spaces with joy. Right. You can, you can feel it. You can cry it. You can do it, but you also have to have those experiences of joy to come back in to replenish. So powerful. I know we're getting close to time here, but talk for just a second about what happens to memory when there's trauma in the brain. And I don't mm. experience that at all. This is actually one of my favorite things to talk about. So thank you. Cause I was like, I have to talk about this. Um, so the brain, when you've experienced PTSD, your, your hippocampus, like that's where you store all of your memories. And you, it's really the most difficult thing about it is that you look back on your life and you start to wonder what's true and what's false. You know this, right? And so it's like, what really happened? And it's like the card catalog where it just like all these memories kind of, kind of like, I don't even like, you're just thrown onto the ground, right? Like what part is actually true of my life? Uh, it's devastating. It's a real devastating space to be in with your brain. Um, what's interesting is, um, when you talk Bessel van der Kolk, which you know, his book, right? The Body Keeps the Score. And he talks about how the, we need to feel alive in the moment in order to um, really heal our traumas and to get back to who we are and to heal the body. And when we talk to, um, uh, we also talk about um, the nature deficit disorder, Richard Louvre, and how the problem is, is that we are so detached from nature. However, where we feel most alive is in nature. Mm -hmm. And so when we are in nature, what we're doing is we are creating new alive moments in your life that we can then attach to so that when we're triggered, we, rem we can go to those moments, which is what happens in the canyon. Like we have these amazing moments that then people attach to. And when we're doing that, we, we are rewiring the brain to go to those new moments of being feeling alive and not those moments that we thought were being alive in our past. So it's real fascinating. I mean, your brain is just like, you're, you're allowing yourself to, to recreate your life Wow. when you're alive in nature. Cause that's where we feel most alive, believe it or not. It's not here. It's not, it's not in four walls. Wow. I'm thinking about all the patients that have experienced trauma and literally same thing lights out 
to the point that some get dementia, they get thrown into an early Alzheimer's. I feel like I need to send them to you and like, yeah, bring them in my way. I'm telling you, it's really, it's so amazing. Like it's so amazing. And I get, and I just like, I love this work because it's something that people just aren't doing. And I'm so freaking passionate about it because of that. It's just, you know, we we're working on a documentary right now and I got to take um, some women down into the Canyon over Thanksgiving this last year. And just sitting there and having the stories of what was going on and just now going back and looking at it in film and then knowing how they came out the other side. One of the women I actually talked about in my book, and it's the, it's just the coolest gift. It's Mm -hmm. such a gift. Well, I think it's incredible work. I think there's such a time and place and need for it. I think you probably need to think about doing one for kids as well after everything. I actually, I know. And I actually have thought about that. I do men and women right now. And I've, I've thought about that. I've taken kids down. I've had, I've taken kids in there and, you know, mom and daughter, and um, it just really builds their relationships as well, because I would you know, be there with my daughter. I have a 12 year old daughter turning 13 and I would, we would be there in a heartbeat to yeah. do like that. Cause I think it's, it's just so cool. And it's, you know, life is stressful to begin with. There's so many things coming at these kids. And then we add what's happened in the last year and we're worried, you know, those of us that kind of dig into stuff, we're, we're a little bit worried, but thank you so much for joining yeah. me. It's incredible. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Yeah. I love learning about this. I think it's important. I think it's a, a space that we need to be talking about a whole lot more. So thank you for the work you're doing. Now, if anyone watching today wants to connect with you, what's the best way? I know we mentioned your website on the front end, but what's the best way for them to do that? Um, yeah, you can email me at sarah at Um, through my website. DM me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Sarah Shulton Kranz. You can pretty much find me anywhere, including on a trail. Like people have actually come up to me and they're like, hey, that's you. And I've like started conversations with people on the trail and, you know. That's awesome. Their stuff with them because that's what, you know, it's what I do. It's incredible. I'm going to spell your name out in case anyone um, is trying to get on and um, they're, they're, they're not sure how to spell it. So Sarah is S-A-R-A and it's S-C-H-U-L-T-I-N-G-K-R-A-N-Z.com. Yep. So hopefully you guys caught that. Sarah, thank you for joining me today. Yeah. Amazing. Love learning on, about all the work that you're doing. And for everybody else, connect with Sarah. And thank you for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Remember, we are on Spotify as well. So you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. And if you do, email me at hello at drtaz.com and I'll send you a free bottle of Boost. I want you guys all to stay super powered. I'll see you guys next time. 